Ashley Brockerini, Diane Palmer's book, Ethan, Chapter 6. Aaron Bell couldn't meet Ethan's searching gaze, and the faint tremor in his arms frightened her. He looked and felt out of control, and she knew the strength in the lean body. She tried to pull away, but he drew her even closer. His hard, dark face poised above her. What's wrong? He asked her. You want Miriam, she said through Nolan. You want her and have a substitute all over her again. He was utterly shocked. His arms loosened and she took advantage of the momentary slacking to pull away from him. She couldn't bear the confinement of the cab a minute longer. She opened the door and climbed down, locked her arms around her breast as she started out the flat horizon and listened to the buzzing noise of insects in the heat of the day. Ethan got out too, lighting a cigarette. He walked along beside her with aberrant carelessness, staring her toward a grove of mesquite trees by the small stream and led evidently to the swimming hole. He leaned against the rough trunk of a huge mesquite tree, smoking quietly while Arabelle leaned against a nearby tree and watched butterflies fluttering around a handful of straggling wildflowers on the creek bed. The silence became unnerving. Ethan's eyes narrowed as he stared at Arabelle, slender body. You weren't substituting for Miriam in the truck. <laughs> she colored, avoiding his level gaze. Wasn't I? He took took a draw from his cigarette and stared at the ripples in the water. My marriage is over. Maybe she's changed, she said, rubbing salt in her own wounds. It could be a second chance for you. Miriam's the one with the second chance. He returned his cold eyes biting her to bring me to my knees. The only thing she ever saw in me was the size of my wallet. And that was the most hurtful part of it, she imagined. He loved Miriam and she wanted was his money. She rubbed her cast with a light finger tracing pattern. I'm sorry. I guess that was rough. No man likes being a walking mill ticket, he said shortly. He finished the cigarette and tossed it on the ground, putting it out with a vicious moment of his boot. Then maybe she'll give up and go away, she said. Not if you don't help me get her the right impression about our relationship, he said courtly. He pushed away from the tree and walked toward her with some somber intent in his lips. You said you need a little co cooperation, right? You'll kid it. No, Ethan, she choked. Even in her innocence, she recognized the purpose, tried the glitter in his enveloping gaze. It was the same look he had on his face today at this woman. Oh, Ethan, don't. It's just a came to you. It's Marion you want. It's always been Marion, not for me. He moved in front of her in his lean hands. Shot past her to the broad tree trunk, imprisoning her there. He held her eyes relentlessly. No, he said huskily. Searched her face and his heart went wild. Even his body frozen, frozen, though it had been for four long years, was alive as never before. Don't, she pleaded as her breath caught in her throat. The scent and feel of him was making her weak. She didn't want to be vulnerable, going, vulnerable again. She didn't want to be hurt. Please don't. Look at me. Did she cry? I said look at me. The sheer force of will and the deep draw brought her rebellious eyes up, and he trapped them. Still holding her eyes with his, he lowered his body against her, letting her feel the raging arousal she kindled. Her eyes dilated. She could barely breathe. After one shock minute, she tried to struggle, but he groaned. He groaned, and his eyes closed. He shuddered. She stood very still. Her lips parted. He looked down at her for a long time, his eyes dark with desire, his body rigid. My God, he whispered almost, it's been so long. His mouth ground into hers with fierce delight. He was a man again, whole again. He could hardly believe what he was feeling. Arabelle was drowning in him. His warm muscle and body was making her ache terribly, but she couldn't afford to get in. I won't love you, Ethan, she whispered, her expression tormented as memories of the past wound, wounded her. 
I won't, I won't. His heart began to swell in his chest. So that was it. The secret fear. He smiled faintly, letting his gaze fall to her soft bow of a mouth. As he began to realize how vulnerable she was and why. We'll take it one day at a time, he breathed out as his head bent. Do you remember how I taught you to kiss? With your teeth and your tongue, as well as your lips? She did, but it wouldn't have mattered because he was teaching her all over again. She felt the brush of his warm, hard lips over her own. Felt them tug on her lower lip and then her upper lip. But the soft tracing of his tongue between them and the gentle bite of his teeth as he coaxed her mouth open and emit the slow, delectable penetration of his tongue. The sound escaped her throat, her body stiffened under his. The fingers of her uninjured hand began to open and close, her nails making tiny, scraping sensations. Even through his shirt to his strong dress. Open my shirt, he said into her mouth. She hesitated and he kissed her. Do it, he bit off against her. You've never touched me that way, I want you to. She knew it was emotional suicide to obey him, but her fingers itched to touch his warm, dark skin. She felt his lips playing gently against her mouth while she fumbled the buttons out of the buttonholes, till finally her fingers could tangle in the thick, dark growth of hair over his chest to find the warm, taut skin beneath it. Unthinkingly, she drew back to look at where her fingers were touching. Fascinated concentration in her soft green eyes as she registered the paleness of her long fingers against the darkness of his hair mannequin. Put your mouth against me, he said uncertainly. Here, like this. He caught her. He caught the back of her head and coaxed her face against him. She breathed in soap and cologne and pure sweet man as her lips pressed softly where he got in them. Ethan, she whispered uncertain. This was unfamiliar territory, and she could feel that his body was rigid with desire. He was shuddering with it. There's nothing to be afraid of, Aaron Bell, he said. Let me lift you, God, baby. He ground out, shuddering. His lips, his hips penders to the tree, but she never felt the rough bark at her spine. Her arms went around him, both of them trembling at the intimate contact, locked them together as forcefully as a blazing electrical current. She was crying with a sheer impact of it, her arms holding him even as his full weight came down against her. You can't get close enough to me, can you? <laughs> I know. Feel the same way. Move your legs. Sweet, yes. <laughs> his legs insinuated his powerful link between hers, intensifying the intimacy of the embrace. I want you. His hands caught her hips more, moving them with slow, deliberate intent into his wild into his while his mouth broke. I want you, Aaron Bell. God, I want you so. She was incapable of answering him. She felt him pick her up, but her eyes were closed. She was his. Whatever he wanted, whatever he did, she had no desire to stop him. She felt the wind in her hair and Ethan's mouth on hers. The strength of his arm absorbed the shock of his footsteps as he carried her back to the truck. He opened the door and put her in the passenger seat, sliding her into the middle of the cab so that he could fit facing her. His eyes intent on her flushed face. Aaron Bell could hardly breathe for the enormity of what had just happened. She never experienced Ethan. Experience expected Ethan to make such a heavy pass at her with Miriam in residence, but it was because of Miriam she was sure of it. He just didn't want to admit that his heart was still in bondage to the woman. Couldn't satisfy. Her eyes fell to his open shirt to the expansion of his muscular chest and lingered there. Nothing to say, he said quietly. She shook her head slowly. I won't let you pretend that it didn't happen. He tilted her face. We made love. Her cheeks was good. No, not quite. We wouldn't have stopped me. You wouldn't have stopped me. He changed her floor, lip with a lower tensity. Four years. That intensity hasn't lessened. We touch each other and catch fire. It's just physical. Ethan. She protests weakly. He caught her long hair in his hands and drew it around his shirt. No. 
Miriam's here and you're frustrated because she didn't want you. You lived in Iowa, really? She went to the arm in the cast and said, Didn't we go back? You were the one asking for cooperation here, my. Was that why you kissed me? She fits her. Not really. He brushed his lips over her eyes, closing her eyelids. You make me feel like a man. He whispered, I'm whole again with you. She didn't understand that. He said that he couldn't satisfy Marion, but he was certainly no novice. She was shaken from the intensity of his lovemaking. What are you going to do about tonight? She tried to change her. Marion will surely become a, make a beeline for your bedroom. Let me handle Marion, he said. Are you sure you want to go home? She wasn't, but she nodded. He framed her face in his lean hands and made her look at him. If your body was all I wanted, I could have had it four years ago. He reminded her. You would have given yourself to me that day at the swimming hole. Her lips parted on her wrist. I don't understand. That's obvious. He kissed her roughly and let her go, climbing down out of the cab. He shut the door, went around again in himself, and started to jerk with a jerky motion of his fingers. He said it was just to get rid of Miriam and that we pretend to be involved. She began dazedly. He glanced at her, his pale eyes approving the swell of her mouth, the faint flush of her cheek. But we weren't pretending just now, were we? He asked quietly. I said we'd take it one day at a time. That's how it's going to be. Just let it happen. I don't want to have an affair. She was well, neither do I. Put the trucking gear and pulled back into the ruts, bouncing them over the pasture. Light this for me, honey. He handed her a cigarette in his lighter, but it took her three tries before her trembling fingers would manage the simple action. She had, she handed him the cigarette and then the lighter, her eyes lingering on his hard mouth. You haven't thought about sleeping with me, haven't you? Yes, unexpectedly. Why lies? Yes, herself. Yes. You've thought about sleeping with me, haven't you? Yes, unexpectedly. Why lies? Yes, herself. She said. Yes. There's no reason to be embarrassed. The perfect natural curiosity between two people who've known each other as long as we have. Took a draw from the sewer. We don't want sex outside of marriage. She stared out the windshield. No, she said honestly. He glanced at her and then nodded absolutely. Okay. She felt as if she were struggling out of a web of vagueness. Nothing made sense anymore. Least of all, Ethan's sudden changed attitude toward her. He wanted her. That was Platon patently obvious but wasn't it because he couldn't have Miriam, or was there some reason that she missed entirely well there was going to be plenty of time to figure it out she supposed ethan sat beside her quietly smoking a cigarette while she shot covert glances his way and tried to understand what he wanted from her life was suddenly growing very complicated supper that night was a stilled affair with Miriam complaining delightfully about every dish and eating hardly anything she glared at aaron bell as if she wished her on Mars, probably. Aaron Bell mused because she'd seen the two of them when they came in from their ride in the truck. Aaron Bell's, Aaron Bell's hair had been mussed, her makeup missing, her lips obviously swollen. Didn't take a mind reader to know that she and Ethan had been making love. And in that supposition, Aaron Bell was right. Miriam did recognize the signs, and that made her furious. The way Ethan was looking at the younger woman under his thick, dark eyelashes was painful to her. Ethan had looked at her that way once in the early days of their courtship, but now he had eyes only for Aaron Bell, and Miriam's hope for reconciliation was going up in smoke. Not that she loved Ethan, she didn't, but it hurt her pride that he could love somebody else, especially when that someone was Aaron Bell. It been because of Aaron Bell that Ethan had never fallen completely under Miriam's spell. He wanted her, but his heart had always belonged to that young woman sitting beside him. Arabel would have known that, of course, even in old days. That was why Miriam had fought the divorce. She knew that Arabel and Ethan would wind up together, and she hadn't wanted it to happen. But all her efforts hadn't stopped it. 
Ethan didn't see Miriam's pointed glare. He was too busy watching the expression on Aaron Bell's face. Her mouth had soft swell where his had pressed against it, and it made him burn with pride to know how easily she'd given into him at the last. He was a man again, a whole capable man again, and for the first time, Miriam's presence didn't unsettle him. She wounded his ego to the quick with her taunts and ridicule about his prowess in the bedroom, but now he was beginning to understand that it wasn't exact. It wasn't strictly a physical problem, not the way his body had reacted to Aaron Bell earlier. Miriam saw a smug expression that shifted uncomfortably. Taking long thoughts, darling, she taunted with a cold smile. Or are you just reminiscing about the way we used to be together? Ethan pursed his thin lips, thin lips and studied her. The anguish he felt from her taunts was suddenly gone. He knew how now the, the only failure was hers. She was conceited, cold and cruel, a sexless woman who basically hated men and used her beauty to punish him. I was thinking that you must have had a hell of a childhood. <laughs> he replied, Marion went stark white, struck her fork and fumbled to pick it up again. What in the world made you say such a thing? She told her. He went from contempt to pity in seconds. Everything suddenly became crystal clear. He understood her now, her better now than he ever had before. Now that it changed his feelings, he wouldn't want her or love her, but he hated her less. No reason, he replied, but not con not unkindly. Eat your beef. The hell was what they say about it. Red meat's been sustaining human beings for hundreds of years in this country. I do seem to have a rather large appetite these days, Marion replied. She glanced at Ethan suspiciously and then dropped her eyes. Arabelle had been watching the byplay with cold misery. Ethan was warming to the older woman. She could feel it. So did she know? So what did she do now? Should she play up to him or not? She only waited, wanted him to be happy. If that meant helping him get Marion back, then she supposed she could be strong enough to do it. As if he sensed her regard, he turned his head and smiled at her. He laid his hand on the table, inviting hers. Through her second hesitation, she slid her fingers across the palm and had them warmly, softly enfolded. He brought them to his mouth and kissed them hungrily. Oblivious to his mother's shocked delight and Marion's bridled anger, Arabelle collared and caught her breath. There had been a breathless tenderness in that caress and the way he was looking at her made her body ripple with the memory of the afternoon are we really going to sit through a national nature special mary nice breaking into intense silence ethan lifted an eyebrow at her why not i like polar bears but I don't, Mary Money. I hate polar bears. In fact, I ain't living out in the country. I hate the sound of animals in the distance. I hate this house, and I even hate you. I thought you wanted to talk about a reconciliation. He's up out. How can I? <laughs> when you're obviously been out in the fields making love with Miss Concert Pianist. Arabelle Flush. <laughs> but Ethan just laughed. The sound was unfamiliar, especially to Miriam. As it happens, it was in the truck, not in the fields. Ethan said without urgency, honestly. And engaged people do make love. Yes, I remember, Marion said icily. She threw her napkin down and said, I think I'll lie down. I'll see you all in the morning. Good night. She left in chorus, sat back with a loud sigh. Thank God, now I can enjoy what's left of my meal. She picked up a homemade roll and buttered it. What's this about making love in the pickup? She asked Ethan with a grin. We need to keep... Miriam guessing <laughs> he finally leaned back in his chair and watched his mother. You tell me what we were doing. <laughs> Aaron Bell's a virgin, Corin pointed out noted the hair's about discomfort. I know that. He said said gently, smiled in her direction. That won't change. Not even to run Miriam off. <laughs> I didn't think it would, Corin patted Aaron Bell's hand. Don't look so embarrassed, do Dear, sex is part of life, but you aren't the kind of woman Miriam is. Your conscience would beat you to death. And to be perfectly blunt, so would Ethan's.
He's a Puritan. I'm not alone, Ethan said impurely. What do you call a 22-year-old virgin? Sensible, Corbin replied. It's dangerous to play around these days, and it's stupid to give a man the benefit of marriage without making him assume responsibilities for his pleasure. That's just old-fashioned morality. It's common sense. I'm a dyed-in-the-wool woman's liberer, but I'll be damned if I give my body to any man without love and commitment. He said, stood up calmly. First, he stared toward her first mother. Stand on that, anybody. If you're going to give a sermon, you need to be seen as well as heard, shrimp. Cora drew back the hand, holding the roll, and he said, chuckled. Ben picked his little mother up in his arms and kissed her resoundingly on the cheek. I love you, he said as he put her down, flustered and breathless. Don't ever change. Ethan, you'll just exasperate me, she muttered to kiss her for it. That's mutual. He glanced at Aaron, but whose eyes were doing him? I have to make some phone calls. If she comes back downstairs, coming into the office, we'll give her something else to fuss about. Aaron colored again, but she smiled again. All right. He winked and left the two women at the table. You still love him, don't you? Joran asked as she sipped a cup. Arabella shrugged. It seems to be an illness without a cure. She said, despite Miriam and the arguments and all the years past, I've never wanted anyone else. It seems to be mutual. Seems to be, yes, but that's just the game we're playing to keep Miriam from getting to him again. Isn't it odd how he's changed in one day, Corrin said suddenly, watching the young woman with narrow eyes. This morning he was all starch and bristle when Marion came, but now he's so relaxed and careless of her pointing remarks that he seems like another man, she narrow eyes. Just what did you do to him while the two of you were out alone? I just kissed him on it, there, but he is different, isn't he? She found he said something odd about being whole again, and he did say that Miriam told him he couldn't satisfy her. Maybe he just needed to get an ego boost. His mother smiled secretly, stared down into her. Cover. Maybe he did. Chilling back, she'll make another play for him, you know, probably tonight. I told him I thought she would too, Aaron Bell said, but I couldn't get up enough nerve to offer her sleep with him, she cleared up. He really is a Puritan. I thought he'd be outraged if I mentioned it. I could sleep on a chair or something. I didn't mean she had a horrified at what his mother might think. I know, dear. You don't have to worry about that, but I do think it might be a good idea if you spend some time in his room tonight. Marion would think twice before she invited, invaded his bedroom if she thought you were in it with him. Again, it would damage her pride. Ethan may damage my ears, Herbert said ruefully. He won't like it. And what if Meredith tells you about it? You're a Puritan too, about having unmarried people sleeping together under your roof. I'll pretend to be horrified and surprised, and I'll insist that Ethan set a wedding date, Coroner Thomas. Oh no, you can't, Arabel cast. Coroner got up and beamed, removing crockery. She darted a amused glance at her house. Goes, don't worry about a thing. I know something you don't. Help me get these things into the kitchen, would you, dear? Betty Ann went home an hour ago. So you can help me do dishes. Then you can start making plans for later. Do you have a silky nail, Jay? The whole thing was taking on the dimensions of a dream. Arabelle thought as she waited in Ethan's room dressed in the risque white negligee and parole that Corinne had given her. How was she ever going to tell him that this was his mother's idea? She brushed her long hair until it shone. She was still wearing her bra under the low-cut gown because she couldn't unfasten the catch and Corinne had already gone to bed. But it didn't make her breasts look sexier and the way the satin clung to her body 
She felt like a femme fatale. She draped herself across the foot of Ethan's bed, antique four-poster bed, the white satin contracting violently with the brown and black and white plaid of a coverlet. The room was so starkly masculine that she felt a little out of place in it. There were a couple of heavy leather armchairs by the fireplace and a few Indian rugs on the floor. The beige draperies at the windows were old and heavy, blocking out the crescent moon and the expansion of open land. The ceiling light fixture was bold and masculine, shaped like a wagon wheel. There was a tall boy against one wall and a dresser and a mirror against another. Next to the remodeled walk-in closet, it was a big room, but it suited Ethan. He liked a lot of space. The door began to open and she struck a pulse. Perhaps this was Miriam getting a peek in. She tugged the gown off one shoulder, halted... Hated the ugly cast that ruined the whole effect. She put it behind her and pushed breast forward. Sarah toward the door with what she hoped was a seductive smile. But it wasn't Miriam. It was Ethan. And he stopped, bed in the doorway. His fingers in the act of unbuttoning his shirt, frozen in place. End of chapter 6.